to the High Neighbor Podcast, brought to you by the Multimedia Studio at Passive Retirement Community Abundant Life Center. And now your host, Pastor Victor Redfoot. Hi, neighbor. We welcome you to our broadcast today. My co-host is sitting right here beside me, Mrs. Dolores Truth. And today we're going to have an interview with uh, Nadine Simon, a resident of, of Pacifant. And I'm going to turn it over to Dolores for the first question. Hello, Nadine. It's good to be with you here this morning. Good morning, everyone. Please tell us a little about yourself and where you grew up and, and, and just some interesting things about your childhood. Well, I grew up on the north side of Pittsburgh, uh, actually called the Spring Garden area, part of what they call Germantown. Um, spent the, up until my teenage years there. It was a quite a great place to grow up because it was a real community and everybody knew everybody and uh, we had a great time playing in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and riding our bicycles, and uh, I went to uh, Schiller School, which was the, the grade school there, and then I went on to Latimer, which was the uh, oh, yeah. middle school. Latimer building now is a, a an apartment building, so I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> and then on to Allegheny High School, which now is a uh, grade school, special school. So Northside is a real unique community in the Pittsburgh area. Um, It was was a great place to be. We we walked everywhere. We rode our bicycles. Uh, It was a great community. Sounds like some of my adventures, too. Uh, In your early life, who did you look up to, or who was your hero or mentor? Well, I think I had several. One was my aunt, my mother's sister, Aunt M. She was a strong, independent woman, and uh, in my young life, she was not married, so she was a an assistant mother for me. <laughs> when my mother was a single mom, and she had to work, so uh, my aunt took care of me frequently, and we she just knew how to take care of kids. She knew knew how to be on our level and really enjoyed. One of the things I remember is she was a a light sleeper and she would get up in midnight and make us eggs and potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to eat them at that time? Oh, (laughs) it was a great time to be, you know, couldn't sleep, you get up and you had a good an early breakfast, and then you went back to bed again. <laughs> well, now that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, another mentor of mine was a gentleman, a bachelor gentleman, called we called Uncle Charlie. And Uncle Charlie was connected with the Lutheran Church there. He sponsored the Luther League, which was the young people's oh, yes. organization in those yeah. years, and just put in a lot of time uh, sponsoring the programs and taking us on trips around the city and uh, showing us what 
the life in Christ was really all about being a, a great representative. Um, Uncle Charlie continued that on through, as far as I know, into his 70s and 80s. And, uh, That's wonderful. It's a, well, when you were starting on your path of life, what concerns did you have? What problems or concerns? Well, I, I guess like any young person, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. I enjoyed being among people, and I thought about doing social work. But I wasn't sure about that. So there was an opportunity. There was an organization in um, Hartford, Connecticut called the Institute of Life, Institute of Living, <laughs> and it was a psychiatric hospital. And they advertised all over the country for psychiatric AIDS and brought the young people up to the campus up there, trained them as to be a psychiatric aide, and, and we were housed there. So I applied and was accepted, and at the young age of 17, took off by myself up to this strange city, Hartford, oh Connecticut. <laughs> and I, I remember taking the train and, and getting off in New York and seeing that big New York City for the first time. That it was scary. And, oh, it was, but it was adventuresome, and it was exciting. <laughs> and uh, then going up to the campus and living in a dormitory with all my other co-workers and being trained in um, such things as insulin therapy and shock therapy and water therapy and <laughs> all those things that they were doing at the time. <laughs> and... Uh, I wanted to see if you know I could really be a help to other people. What a wonderful experience! One of the things I found out is I related <laughs> too strongly to people, and as mm -hmm. the in, in any organ institution or any problems, you know, people get well and then they rescind and they go backwards, and mm -hmm. then they get well again. And, and this, I, I found, I took that to heart too much when they went back. That was too hard on me, so. I think you're still that kind of person. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> You yes. take all of our our problems to heart. That's a, well, that, that's one of the things about being human is we relate to one another. Yes. So, but anyhow, after about six months, I, I came back home. But, uh, it was a great experience. Well, tell us about your family then. You... I'm an only child. <laughs> so I don't have much family to talk about, but um, I have some cousins that both on my mother's side and on my uh, stepfather's side that I'm close to, so uh, we keep in touch. And that's one of the things I like about the Internet now and, and that program called Facebook. That's how I keep in touch with the family. And you have it's an a, extended family. That's right. You have children and I have my own family now yes. I have two great sons and uh, so I, well your sons one lives in Texas at least doesn't he yeah one lives in Texas and one lives in California uh, the son in Texas has two sons and the son in California also um, but his sons are not with him unfortunately so um the oldest son is a is a pilot, and now trains pilots, and he is quite, you know, the young man. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the son in Dallas is a financial person, and it's hard to imagine, but he's looking at retirement now. <laughs> oh, we can understand that. <laughs> it's hard to imagine, you know, I've got a son who's a retirement age. Right. Doesn't, doesn't that make you feel old when the, your son's <laughs> retiring? That's right. <laughs> I have a son the day after Easter this year retired, and I thought, exactly. holy mackerel, a retired child. That's right. <laughs> Both That's of my children are retired, yeah. the one semi-retired. Um, by the way, what brought you to the Pazavan community? Well, my mother was widowed, and she had never lived alone, and I was on the verge of retirement myself at that time, was deciding whether I was living in Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., and was looking around at retirement centers there to figuring that's where I would you know, stay. But when my mother became widowed, uh, I realized that she couldn't live alone, and so I came back to Pittsburgh to live with her. And we looked around and looked around at uh, houses and condominiums and what was available in the northern Pittsburgh area. And happened, some friend of mine said, you know, you remember Passivant, they've got some new facilities up there, why don't you look at into that? So we drove up here to Zillianople and looked at the new apartments that they had just built and uh, fell in love with the apartment and signed up and we've been here. It was a great experience for my mother. Um, She was 90 when we moved in here, or just going on 90. And one of the things that she did that that I will always be thankful for is mother always thought she could paint. She used to watch the television classes on, on painting and think, I can do that. And I would buy her paint sets, but I could never get her to do anything with them. Well, when we moved in here, they had a painting class, and she signed up for that and became quite a, a very good painter. Yes, she did. So, I remember your did. mother well, and she was a delightful person. I, uh, Surely enjoyed her. And, and she got to meet lots of people here and <clears throat> became more outgoing than she had been for a lot of long time. And she also yeah. was uh, taking piano lessons, which surprised me at her age. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we had one of our residents here who offered to give her piano lessons, and that was another thing she had always <laughs> wanted to do. So she started to take piano lessons. She really stretched her life, uh, didn't she? Uh, We're interviewing you, so do you have any hobbies or special events that you attend regularly? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Well, I'm an avid volunteer. I know that. So (laughs) I've I've done a lot of volunteering throughout my life, and I continue to do that here at the the, uh, Passivant. I think volunteers make the world go round. And uh, one of the things I did in my professional life was to train volunteers. And uh, I continue, you know, to live that life, and I find it an exciting way to learn new things and to be able to offer services and to you know feel that you're 
you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. You're also quite a theater buff, aren't you? Yes. I, <laughs> I uh, have <clears throat> tickets to the symphony for the season, and I belong to several groups that go to the theater, to Pittsburgh Public Theater and to the City Theater. And I'm a jazz aficionado, so I enjoy going to jazz programs. The uh, Manchester Guild puts on some marvelous performances, and I I have some season tickets for that. Do you uh, see some of the live shows they have here in the theater? I certainly do. I'm a good supporter of the Strand Theater here in Zelianople. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do attend their what they call their Broadway series, which they they put on in productions. It's just great. I'm I'm glad to see the Strand is uh, really coming along and and hosting many different yes. kinds of venues. And I enjoy their old movies that they put up too. Yes, the Strand has become quite a model for yes. other communities to yes. follow and right. to emulate. Do you like to read or? Um do anything um, yes I've, I've been an avid reader and if you come into my apartment you'll see it's full of books like, yes. like many of us around this campus yes. <laughs> I being an only child uh, I learned to read early and uh, I found that I could get lost in in a book you know to, it takes you to another world and just gives you experiences it's, that you couldn't get otherwise it's a wonderful experience. yeah and, and, do you have any worries Oh, my. Well, you know, I think we all have worries about what it's like to become old. (laughs) Just ask any of us. Right. I think my biggest worries is is the environment Mm. and wondering what we're we're doing with the the massive population that we have on Earth now and the continuation. There was was a program on uh, public television not, not too long ago about the exponential um, population growth and how we're using our resources and you know there's water you hear constantly is becoming scarcer and oh, yes. there's going to be a day when we're really going to have to pay for our water a lot yeah. more than yeah. you know we're, we're used to having it almost free Right, and, and those days are coming when that can't be, and we've we've got to make some changes. And I, I don't know how we how we can do that. Well, you certainly have contributed a lot here so. at Pazavent. I think you could relate some of the things that you've done here. You've been president well. of Welcome <laughs> for one. <laughs> there are, there's my uh, advertisement for the moment. <laughs> Somehow or other, I seem to get into positions of leadership. Yes. And I, when I was looking back at my high school um, yearbook, that's one of the things that said about me is, you know, a good leader. And I, I was a member of the leadership club at, even then. <laughs> uh, I, I'm the type of person when I get involved in something and I see that something needs to be done, I think, well... If you know that it needs to be done, you might as well go ahead and do it <laughs> instead of just complain about it. And so that's what I've done, and I've just migrated to positions of leadership. And then I find that 
um, one of the things we need to realize is that if we want to bring on new leadership, that we've got to give them support. And, and again, when I look back on my life and the positions of leadership that I've been in, I've, I've had some good mentors and people who have supported me through that. It's, um, well, you grew up through part of the Depression period. I'm sure that uh, you had some pretty rough times in the north side of Pittsburgh during that time, didn't you? Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I hit just the end of the Depression, and uh, we had, I, I remember many a times that, you know, you only had meat once a week. <laughs> that's a, and or you know that that was all you, you could afford, but you had but we had food on the table. We, we never <laughs> there went were ration that. coupons during the war, right? And and you couldn't have all the meat and all the things that's that right. you wanted, and all the butter and <clears throat> that's right. That's uh, but that was the war, not more than the that. Yes, that yeah. was the war, but yeah. that would be relating more to you so, probably yeah. that period. Well, you've had a very exciting life. I'm sure that uh, there's some events that stand out in your mind as being some of the most exciting. Well, oh, that brings me back. One of the things that was funny in my life and exciting is I took a trip to Europe with my our family. Uh -huh. My boys were, I think, 11 and 13 at the time. Mm -hmm. And we had a good friend of ours who was stationed in Germany, so we went over to visit him. And we managed to tour Germany and Belgium and Italy and France. A little, just we, we had driven up to Belgium and um, Rotterdam, and we were coming back down, uh, wanted to go into France. Before we had taken this trip, we had applied for an American Express card because you could use American Express yeah. everywhere, they said. Well, we drove into France just as evening was coming and we went to get a hotel. And in this little town in northern France, we stopped and they wouldn't take our American Express card. We had come through the checkpoint too late to exchange our money, so we had no French francs. And we had no way of getting accommodations. So we looked at our map and thought, well, we're not too far from the German border, and we had German marks. This was before the time of the Euro dollars. And so we went back into Germany and drove, and we were out in the countryside in Germany, and it, it's, as I said, it's getting to be dusk. And we stopped at the border and asked where there might be accommodations, and they told us there was a couple of farms down the road that would accept, you know, people for sleepovers. So we drove and came to this little farm. Well, actually, it was a pretty big farm. And we stopped and said, yes, they could accommodate us, and they would give us dinner. This marvelous German farmer put out a great dinner, and on the spur of the moment, as far as we were concerned, and then took us up to our bedroom, and it was up in the attic. 
And there we was, one big bed for the four of us. <laughs> well, now there's a little funny. That's right. So I admit it had the feather blankets and everything, and we were quite cozy, and it was a delightful <laughs> evening. So well, that sounds that was, very adventuresome and very... That, that was very adventuresome. That's something you remember. So. Yeah. What changes have you seen in your lifetime? Oh, the, <laughs> the technology changes yes. are just astronomical. Yes. The communications. Um, I remember as, you know, as a child growing up and, and listening to the news and wondering, I want to know more about you know, whatever that was, the, the technology, the science behind something. Or, and I had, I had to go to the library to look it up, and you know, you know, didn't always get to do that. Now I just go to my computer and do yeah. a search, and there's all the information I need. It's marvelous. Isn't it? Well, we're just about out of time, so I thought I'd have to close and thank you very much for taking part. It's an interesting life. Well, I enjoyed it, and I thank you for inviting me and well, thinking that I had something to offer. Well, our pleasure. it's our pleasure. And I appreciate you two and everything that you're doing. It's a great project. We were happy to have you here, too. Thank I'll you. See.